If you invite someone to a party and you send an invite via the evite, is it rude for them when they reply no to not even offer a simple explanation as to why? I am having a get-together. I invited, as we say hello, welcome to this get-together. It's the L. Duncan Show with Gary Streisky. And I invited him a while ago, a month ago. And he's been going back and forth with me in person. I work with this person. This is my producer. His name is Justin Daly. You know Daly. You've worked with him. Mm -hmm. And he's just, you know, I'm trying to figure it out. He kind of lives far away. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm still trying to come. You know, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. This is 10 days ago. Okay. Today, an Evite alert pops up. Oh. Justin Daly has replied, no. And that's okay. That's fine. Everybody has things. They've got plans. It's fine. But imagine me logging in furiously into the app just to check the messages, just to see why. Because common decency would say when you say no, you just drop a note, even if you don't want to tell me why. Thanks for the invite. Can't make it. Appreciate you looking out. Can't come this time. Looking forward to the next hang, but it won't be this time. Just something, Gary. It is rude. Oh. oh. Nasty. Oh. And honestly, a big giant you. Whoa. To just reply no. Damn. To an invitation. And I'm standing by that. Brought to you by the same people who only text okay when you text them with an idea or something great. And then you had to work with him today? Here's his explanation as to why he thought it was okay to just simply offer a no. No. It's just a no. Okay, you're reading it that way. When it comes across, it's just no. It's right. just yes or no. There is a it, box. True or false, like there's a, a box mo- that allows you to leave an it's explanation. It's optional. There's a box. Yeah, yeah. Specifically so you can explain yourself. Yep. You need to say something. It's rude. I'm sorry. If you just say no, I'm taking it like this. No. Mm-hmm. And you. That's how I took it. That's how you should have. And screw your party. And that's how I took it. Justin, the box, okay? If you see something, say something. It's a saying that people are saying. <laughs> also, um, I don't know how I should feel about this, having to sit through that entire thing knowing that in my inbox, that Evite isn't even there. It must have got lost in translation. Okay. Okay. There's a wedge being driven in the middle of this show. I'll let all of you weigh in. You said if you see something, say something. Yes. I saw something and I'm going to say something. As witnessed on ESPN.com today, as we tape this on a Wednesday (laughs) evening. Yes. There's an interactive game surrounding 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy, who was Mr. Irrelevant, which means the last person taken in the draft in 2022, and has, of course, become a revelation for the Niners. But when you are Mr. Irrelevant and when you're drafted in the seventh round, you don't make a ton of money, relatively, right? He makes like $850,000 a year, which in San Francisco is actually poverty level. And he has a roommate and all of that. But on ESPN.com, you can play a game where you scroll and you see how long it takes 
for other NFL quarterbacks to reach Brock Purdy's annual salary. Do you know how quickly Lamar Jackson, who is slated to make $80 million this year, you know how quickly he made? Lamar yeah. Jackson's making eighty yes. million yeah. this year. Yeah, he signed the new deal. He's get the signing bonus, so he's making eighty million dollars this particular year. I mean, I think his average annual salary is around forty nine. <laughs> eighty million this year. It took him eleven minutes into game one to make Brock Purdy's salary. What? While that's a fun game, it got me thinking. That's Gary, a super duper sad game, depending on which end of it you're on. Fair. How obtrusive. Very. For people to just be like knowing your salary and out here playing games about how broke boy you are, that just feels kind of wrong. I wouldn't know that problem, Elle. <laughs> Nobody talks about me on the internet like that. False. You're a public figure. I know for a fact if you Google Gary Streisky's net worth right now, I'm going to do it. Oh. Some random website will pop up. And let me tell you guys. <laughs> Read the rest of whatever's on that site. It says I'm 5'7", I think. Does it? I've read one of those sites. So these sites just pick a public persona. The wall. And they literally just manufacturing. That's why you cannot trust any of these. What would an average salary for this or that make? Because they be out here lying. This says, according to a quick Google search, that your net worth is $5 million. Hmm. Seems a little light. Okay. <laughs> Are we talking dollars or dinar? Okay. <laughs> nice throwback. Wow, this website is really, they talk about your girlfriend and when you supposedly started dating. They talk Whoa. about your fur babies, your $5 million a year that you make. What? Damn. They talk about your F1 work. What? So this person is both correct and super wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn. They're like, kind of right about some stuff but super wrong about some stuff that's great i wish they were right about my net worth <laughs> that'd be sick <laughs> i was gonna say it's okay to be wrong about celebrities net worth or where they met i think if you google like my husband omar it says something like he's an actor or something like oh. that which is all fake and wrong and not real oh, damn. um it also says that his name is omar duncan which is interesting oh, cause that's not a, don't like true that. at all um you can be wrong about these things. Mm -hmm. As an athlete, there is one thing you don't want to be wrong about, and that's just the just the projection of your team season. Ooh. Listen, we all know that there are some teams who when they start out their season, they're just aiming for average. Yes. They're just they just want to, you know, they want to go through the machinations, they want to they know there's no promises of trophies, championships, and banners ahead. They see the regular schedule get printed, and they're like, yep, that's when the season's over. And they circle it. The last day of the season. Yeah. That's when the offseason begins. Right. Exactly. Yeah. They're yeah. planning. They're preparing. Diamondbacks probably did that this year. The Diamondbacks <laughs> did do that this year. and it, you know, More than one of them. <laughs> we're really seeing it um, play out on the field. I mean, the Phillies are absolutely mashing them right now. They look unstoppable, just like they did last year before the they, Astros did, in fact, stop them. awesome. But the idea that the Diamondbacks not only didn't think that they would be here, and most people did not. This was improbable. Mm -hmm. They're admitting that they didn't think that they were going to be here. So much so that they all... All of them. Made plans. Gary, what kind of plans were the D-backs making for this fall? Nothing local. <laughs> nothing, nothing in the Phoenix 
proper area. Nothing where they're like, oh, bup, you know what? This got called in. Bup, bup, bup. We're going to have to delay this day at the pumpkin patch. <laughs> they were going global. Yeah. <laughs> Evan Longoria's wife booked a whole cruise. <laughs> Straight up family cruise. Non-refundable, Non-refundable family cruise to which he said, and this makes sense. Evan Longoria has been in the league a while. He's got... He's got shmoney. You look up his net worth, it's probably correct. Um, he said, it's better to book it and cancel it non-refundable. Yeah. Because if we have to cancel it, it means we are in the postseason, which means we are getting a playoff share, which means at the end of the day, it's a wash. So I, I get that. But like Corbin Carroll is missing his sister. The rookie Corbin Carroll is missing his sister's senior night back west. Um, senior in high school or senior in college? Details foggy. Yeah. He's yeah. young, so True. probably a senior in high school. Yeah, sure. But the lack of confidence is quite funny that this is a team that is playing in a championship series and none of them expected to the degree in which they were like, we're going to be so far removed from this calendar of events, we don't even have to be in the country. Yeah. That's awesome. They're playing like they already have one foot in Cancun. Like that's optimistic. It, yeah. And then they've got, you know, just who I would like to call maybe like the biggest masochist in baseball, Merrill Kelly, who, for those of you that don't know, is don't feel bad. He's not exactly a household name. Uh-huh. I mean, again, he plays for the aforementioned D-backs that yeah. also thought they were horrible. But he is a pitcher who is from Philadelphia and just last year paid his own hard-earned money to sit in the stands at Citizens Bank and watch the Phillies. That's how much of a Phillies fan he is. And before he pitched game two, he poked the bear. Now, keep in mind, it's one thing to poke a bear. But if you've watched the Phillies this postseason, it's like poking cocaine bear. They're already yeah, cocaine yeah. bear. They are. And now you're poking cocaine bear with a stick. He said, and I quote, and it wasn't really a quote because I'm paraphrasing here, something to the effect of, I don't think it's that loud there. I oh. was in Miami for oh. the World Baseball Classic, and it was way louder in Miami, and I just don't think the Philly fans are all that loud. Oof, not the, not the thing you want to say to the Illadelph. And then they put up 10 runs. Just mashing potatoes. Wah, 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 yeah. Wah, wah. And I'm wondering if he's just a masochist, if he loves the pain. Yeah. Speaking of pain, oh. actually, as this is a touch of an ADD tour, and I'm glad, uh-huh. that, I'm glad that I found a, a spot in which I can bring this up. Yeah. Are you okay? About what? Like physically. Because for those who don't know, Elle was doing Sports Center, and I met her in the studio just to say hi, hello, so we could walk down here. And it's about a five-minute walk, many corners. Elle, you ran into every yeah. wall I know. on the way down here. Yeah. Like every, every turn we made, you made contact with the wall first. Yeah. You that's okay? An, that's an astute <laughs> observation. I have a spacing <laughs> issue. Yeah. I have a real spacing issue. I do. I would like to see the side of your car. Yeah. It's, well, (laughs) I'm fine in the car. It's me physically walking. Uh, When I first started dating my husband, Omar, he would be like, why do you always like, 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 like run into me? I I have a really hard time like keeping and maintaining a lane and keeping my space whilst walking. It is a concern. I wasn't making fun of you, but I was just, I was concerned. Well, it feels like you were kind of making fun of me because you just shared with everybody that I am not exactly. I just wanted to make sure you were okay. Yeah. So you're just like faking huh? care and thoughtfulness no. for total and complete thoughtlessness by throwing me under the bus and admitting to everyone I struggle walking. I mean, when you put it that way, yeah. <laughs> uh, one word answer similar to the evite I didn't get. Yes. 
<laughs> and I don't have to write anything in the comment section. Well played. <laughs> you um, have been so excited about something. This is awesome. I'm not going to lie. It better be worth it because I feel a little bit offended. Gary posted on Twitter something like, this might be the greatest L. Duncan show. And it's a group chain yep. with our producers, Sarah and Christina. Yep. And it was weird because I just kept looking at the tweet and I was like, I, I don't remember him texting this. So I go back to the group text, which is called Podcast Tings. Yep. I just keep scrolling and I'm like, wait, he never, <gasps> and then it dawned on me. You have a whole <laughs> group chain without the name of the show on it? Uh, well, I have. That is incredibly disrespectful. Well, I just I just have a group text chain with the and Gary Streisky part of the show, <laughs> okay? And I just wanted to sort of run it through a filtration system okay. of the production crew to get their initial reactions to see if my excitement was was apropos. You wanted to see if your idea was stupid or not. Correct. Okay. Because you didn't respond. You were too busy yelling at Justin Daly. Sarah, would you or just would, working? Would you mind giving me my backpack? Oh, I have no, it. there's a backpack. Well, there I mean, props? I didn't, no, there's not props. By the way, can we can we introduce show and tell to this show? Is that what you want? We to? should we should bring in because we've both been in the game, both radio and well, you radio, sports, whatever. We've got we've had cool like stops along the way. We should bring in one thing every episode and have a quick show and tell about it. A show and tell. Wouldn't that be funny? I think that's really. Adorable. I brought three things. Give me a number one to three. Two. This is freaking awesome. Okay. Close your eyes. Oh no. <laughs> Tell me when I can open okay. Them. Okay. No, don't open them yet. Okay. And open them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Look at this. Aww. So me and Elle go back ten years, and she moves to Boston, and she was like, "Oh yeah, I'm from Atlanta. I did radio there, Hawks TV, the yada yada yada." I was like, "Oh, cool." And that's where she left it. And I'm just randomly watching Ride Along, like that week. <laughs> that week, I fire up Ride Along, Kevin Hart. So funny. And this scene pops up on Ride Along. And I'm like, wait a minute. That woman just started at Nesson. And it's freaking L. I texted her right Look what you wrote. To Gary. Since this seems to always come up. I brought it up every day for the next six months. I will this pick from the Ride Along set to you. Rest in peace. Who died? Well, hopefully this conversation, I think, at the time, because literally Gary brought it. He'd be like, where to bury the lead? You're a movie star. I was like, Gary, I was in this for less than one second. I was a paid extra. I knew the producer, Will Packer. I was doing local news, and they were filming this. And he's like, hey, I need someone to pretend to be a news anchor, and you kind of are a news anchor, so could you come and do this scene? And it was awesome. It, it took hours. It was a coordinated explosion at an abandoned warehouse in Atlanta, and I hung with Kevin Hart who is exactly like that all the time, by the way. And yeah, I signed that for Gary. What a throwback. Did you like it? I like that I I thought enough of you to print it, but not enough of you to print it on anything good or real. Yeah, I should probably get a frame this for that. Is I a, should get a frame for that. Well, this is a horrific picture and the quality is I bad. I think you look quite nice. Okay. You kept it, Gary? Yeah. yeah, hell yeah, I kept it. Aww. All right. Um, I need another oh, no. number. Okay. Number three. Three. Okay. Don't look. Don't look. Don't look. 
I'm so glad I got my nails done, by the way, just in time for this segment. Okay. These Look. surprises is brought to you by Hot Girl Nails. Okay, ready? <laughs> yes. The real world cast. Are you auditioning for the real world? Hell, I don't think that I've I've told you much about my life, but I was cast in the Real World 26 San Diego house. Wait, what? A dozen years ago. I was in the house, but then they kicked me out. The Real World 26. The Real World San Diego in 2000. Oh, like number 26. Yeah. I thought it was like 2026. No, no. In, in, <gasps> you were cast in the in Real In 2010. World? Look, so much to the extent that I have, congratulations, being a finalist, and then I have the contract MTV gave me, and then, dun-dun-dun-dun, this says you can't show it, but I feel like the statute of limitations has run out. Yeah. What does that say? The Insider's Guide to Life Inside the Real World House. It's the house <gasps> rules. I had to take like- There's a, rules? The, the rules are like, there are no rules, and we can yes. follow you anywhere, and you get $300 a week. 300 a week. And you That's also like have to jury take an, duty. And you also have to take an STD test, and I was like, <gasps> I'm a virgin, so- <laughs> I wasn't back then, but like, anyway. Um, but you are now? Wait. Oh, wait, yeah. So, yeah, look, May 2011. Isn't that crazy? Wait, what did you do to audition for this? I you sent in one of those tapes? I didn't. That's the thing. And this is going to be the quick story. Quick story time, 60 seconds. So I'm working in Cheyenne, Wyoming, my very first TV job. Here, you want to take a look? There's some fun stuff in there. $300 a week. The one rule is if the cameras can't go in, you can't go in. That's It's like in bold like on one of the pages. Okay. So I'm in Boulder for like a weekend um, hanging out with my friend. And this is my first TV job in Cheyenne, Wyoming. And we walked past this pub. It was like Saturday morning. And uh, this woman is like, hey, are you here for the audition? And I was like, what audition? No. And she was like, you are now. Pulls me in front of this line of people who were like clearly had camp been camping out. Takes me downstairs and then boom, this is for the real world audition casting you sit at this big table with like 20 people and they go around asking questions and they asked me a question i don't even remember what it was but it was a profound enough answer where they're like once we were done five minute interview gary streisky can you stay it was like a three thing three week process they flew me to phoenix then they flew me to la and then i was in the house i remember them sitting me down and they were like you're gonna have to tell your work that you're gonna have to leave because you have to move they didn't tell me the season yet uh, but you're gonna have to move and i said okay that's fine but they said you're gonna be the first asian guy in a real world house oh a trailblazer and i was like oh that's awesome so i'm in cheyenne wyoming just waiting for the call because they're like we need this to be recorded so we can get your reaction right they call me it wasn't a video call and i was like oh this is weird they must be just testing connection and the manager, the, the casting director was like, hey, Gary, do you got a couple minutes? And I was like, you sound downtrodden. This doesn't sound like a voice that's going to get me hyped up about moving to San Diego to live with strangers and find out what life is like when you stop being nice. <laughs> so anyway, she was like, so we had you in the house and it was going to be a big thing about you being the first like Asian guy we've ever had in the house. But... You're half Polish. <laughs> Shut up. I'm not kidding. They were like. They wanted a full bore Asian man? Yeah, they were like, if we were going to put our, the first Asian guy in the house, I think everybody sort of agreed that like <gasps> it should be a full Asian guy. I was like, my middle name's Lee. <laughs> what more do you want? 
Oh my so god! So straight up, they really said Dude, that to me. Despite the fact that we learned today, you were on the real world, and some of these no close other was... or well close. We also learned the first case in history of a white man being discriminated against. I love it here. We're making history. Some of these rules are, and they get progressively as I'm looking through this packet of information. They progressively get worse. It's like you know, like just you know, like you said, wherever. You go, the camera has to go, clearances, location releases, stuff like that. Then they get to the good stuff. Harassment by the public. Since you're followed by a camera, you may often be the target of harassment in public. You must learn to walk away and ignore tourists. And if you find yourself harassed, you need to defuse the situation. What? Copy paste to any ESPN employee. (laughs) (laughs) Straight up. All right, my last one. Yes, yeah, so Real World 26 was almost a dream well that I didn't done. understand. And this is the last one. You want to close your eyes? This is, the, this is the last one. Open your eyes. The dinar. <laughs> L, it's 250,000 Iraqi dinar that is yet to revalue. Yeah. But it, I found it. You uh, 100% oversold how beautiful this was, too. You said on the last podcast it was like the prettiest money. This looks fake. It looks cheap. It doesn't look good. It looks like Monopoly money. Have you ever seen Australian money? Canadian money? Gorgeous. Canadian money looks like some <laughs> from Pinterest. It's beautiful. You only say that because we have Canadian friends. Fair. Hi, Sarah. And I love Canadian people. This is um. That's this cl- is okay. quite nice. So if I went like this and I made it rain. Yep. How much did I just make it rain? Oh, cool! You just threw thirty cents on the floor. <laughs> Who's gonna pick this up? <laughs> so show and tell is a thing on the show. Can I that be a so. thing? You know what? As we end the podcast, how about we just throw that out to people? Because here's the thing: we're still at the beginning, sort of infancy stages of this podcast, right? And we require and desire a lot of feedback from you. Mostly, we want you to tell us how great we are, how much you love us, but also real feedback about the devices or segments that you enjoy. Because any good show has something called franchises, guys, right? Like Sports Center is a franchise, but then they have Top Plays. That's a franchise. Top Plays. Not Top Plays. Rank and file. Yeah, rank and file. You know, when you're on Snapchat, you're Gary's. Like, that's a franchise element. A franchise is a thing you can always go back to the well Mm -hmm. on. Not necessarily every single day, but consistently. Too Long Didn't Watch. That's good. Would be a franchise on this particular show. Story time. Story time, total franchise. ADD tour. ADD tour, not a franchise, just more an observation. Kind of just a thing. Yep, you're right. Yeah, um... But we're open to suggestions of what you'd like to add to the show. So if you think show and tell with Gary and Elle is the thing that you want to do, then let us know. Drop it in the comments. Picture this. Okay. Because I feel like you're not 100% sold. Yeah. Think about the graphic. Show and T-E-L-L-E. Show and tell. Oh, well done. If you're going to do a play on my name, the vanity in me is going to love that idea every single time. Bro and tell. We do have to share some news with uh, with the folks that are watching. You said listening. you had news. That's for offline. Oh my bad. <laughs> Let's just say people are circling the wagon, sniffing around, seeing if this is a show that they're interested in oh, buying it on. Look at uh, all this cash we got on the floor. We <laughs> we have seasons in our life where we do like a significant amount of traveling. Yeah. And while I love being in the comfy confines of this incredible studio with you and Sarah and Christina, uh, we're about to hit the road, both of us. Yes. We're both headed to Austin mm-hmm. on Thursday. You're going for F1. I'm going to speak at a sports summit. And then when I tell you, your girl's bouncing around the country. I'm going from Austin back to Hartford, 
the next day from Hartford to LA, from LA to Santa Barbara, from Santa Barbara to DC, from DC to Birmingham, from Birmingham back to Hartford only to turn around and go back to Columbia, South Carolina two days after that. Let's go. I'm exhausted listening to that. Pray for me. Solo show. That is not at all what I was saying or intimating. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Al. Gonna miss you. You're not gonna come in here and sneak in here and try to do something when I'm not here, right? I've seen you itching. I've seen you staring at my seat. First of all, this this also doubles as a sports center Snapchat studio. So, excuse me, but man at work, gotta go. Do you have your own setting for the studio like I do that says Gary Streisky specifically for Snapchat? Uh, it, it says Snapchat, and then they do that in post. They 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 do it in post, so you know, okay. It's kind Humble of a flex. kind of a moving target. We do it in post. So I say that to say that the next couple of weeks, this podcast will be a bit of a moving target. Yes, we will be bringing it to you from the road, parts unknown, places unknown, uh, but we will be bringing it to you nonetheless. That's right. Boom. Yes. And um, I'm going to put you on the spot, Gary. We'll be teasing that we'll be doing this podcast and we'll be talking to them about what on Monday? Football. <laughs> I don't know. Why you put me on the spot? I need to be produced. I need to be produced. I love how generic that answer was. <laughs> Sports, question yeah. mark. Sports and financial instability in the marketplace. Yeah. Show and By the way, just in the interest of being particularly nosy, what was your first salaried salary? $20,000 Cheyenne, Wyoming. $600 every two weeks. I lived in a basement. Yeah. Yep. I qualified for assistance. Yeah. Um, one meal a day, Chipotle. It's awesome. I was a skinny. <laughs> what about you? A little bit more. Brag about it. I was a traffic reporter, and traffic reporters actually make decent money, but traffic reporter shifts are split into two. So when you're a traffic reporter, for the folks that don't know this at home, you come in in the morning, and you do your traffic thing until like 8 or 9. Oh, what? Yes. Then you go oh. back to the traffic center for afternoon traffic. Oh, gosh. It is a nightmare. So... I did not do that um, because I was kind of more of like a, a sidekick slash traffic reporter. But because of that, they took my salary. And since I was only going to be working in the mornings and they cut it in half. And so I was making $23,000 a year. In Atlanta? Living, living in downtown, in midtown Atlanta. Golly. Yeah. Uh, at least I was in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Yeah. So 20000 you could stretch right. 20000 mm -hmm. Yuck. Yeah. But I had a sugar daddy. Let's and, go. Well, I didn't. I had an actual daddy. His name was Clark. And I was like, Dad, can you That's help right. me out yeah. with some money? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, no problem, sugar. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, boo. That is how it works. Yeah, and I'm still paying him back to this day. We will see you in them streets. Holler at your boy and girl and tell us, what do you want on the show? What do you need? How can we be here for you? It's the L. Duncan Show with Gare Bear. With Gary. Emphasis on the L. Duncan Show. With Gary. And firmly the L. Duncan Show, and it doesn't happen at all when L. Duncan's not here. So. Message foggy.